are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. A good Tuesday show for you. We're going to recap last night's episode, premiere episode of The Bachelorette, give you my thoughts on that. I'm going to give you some corrections that need to be made from yesterday's Rose Ceremony by Rose Ceremony spoiler column. They aren't major corrections. They are some corrections and then some clarifications because I was able to, you can clearly see in the season preview at the end of last night's episode, some things were definitely uh, made clear to me. So I've, and I've fixed them all uh, within yesterday's Rose Ceremony by Rose Ceremony column. We'll go over those. Maybe we'll get to Vanderpump Rules stuff and Tory Spelling, but probably not because I'm guessing today is just going to be a lot of recapping last night and um, and going over what I fixed in the column and added. So we'll get to that momentarily. All right, let's start off with the corrections that need to be made and some additions that were made to the Rose Ceremony by Rose Ceremony spoiler column yesterday. First off, when I <clears throat> revealed who the six people who got eliminated on last night's episode were, I had, sorry, I had Chris... Um, Blackman as the Chris that was eliminated. It was not Chris Blackman. It was Chris Spell. That has been changed. Chris Spell was the guy who can do a backhand spring by just standing there and jumping. The guy that holds the world record for highest vertical or jump or whatever. That's pretty incredible what he can do. I mean, just standing there. It looks so easy for him to do that. So... I had misidentified him. I knew it was a Chris that got eliminated. I had the wrong Chris. Chris Blackman was one of the four guys who was in the initial cast list on the Bachelorette Facebook page, and he did not end up making the the final cast. I originally had posted yesterday the first group date of the season was 12 guys at the Hollywood sign, and the first one-on-one with Aaron Bryant was him driving uh, a convertible car and then heading to the L.A. theater for a private concert. Uh, That's been changed. The 12-guy group date wasn't at the Hollywood sign. That was at the beach where they played dodgeball. Aaron and Charity did have the convertible, and they did have the L.A. uh, private concert later in the night, but during the day, they drove the convertible to the Hollywood sign. So Aaron had the Hollywood sign one. Um, Even though in real time I told you during filming, Xavier had the first hometown date in Ohio, then they flew to Pennsylvania for Joey, My picture on Twitter and Instagram had Joey's first on April 11th and Xavier's second on April 13th. So I had to delete that picture because for whatever reason, Instagram, while they let you edit your captions, they don't let you go in and edit pictures. At least I don't think so. So I had to delete that post that's been up since, you know, April and redo it. So it's uh, it's on my page it's the first post on my page, and all it is was changing Xavier's hometown f- being filmed on 411 and Joey's being filmed on 413. Warwick, who I guess pronounces his name Warwick because he called himself Warwick when he introduced himself, and Charity called him Warwick. But his name is spelled W A R W I C K. Whatever. His one on one date. I had it in San Diego. He had the second one-on-one in San Diego. Braden had the first one. 
and I said he got eliminated on the date. He went to the Belmont Amusement Park in San Diego. If you remember, that's the same place that Colton and Elise had their one-on-one date on Colton season. Remember, they helicoptered down there. They were still in L.A. at the time. Episode three, all the guys are staying down in San Diego. But that's why it looks like uh, Warwick, Warwick and Charity take a limo uh, there, and uh, they're riding the roller coaster. I mean, it's clear as day. In the, um, <laughs> I think it even shows them arriving at the Belmont Amusement Park. So weren't trying to hide that at all. But Warwick gets eliminated on that one-on-one date. As for the whole Xavier video, the intro video, you know, one of the things I talked about yesterday was that I could have sworn uh, the wide-angle shot of someone kissing Charity in Fiji was in Xavier's intro video. The clip was first shown on The Bachelor at ABC's Instagram account on June 7th, and that was like a 30-second preview for her season. When it came out, I remember there was a lot of discussion on who is that that's kissing Charity in Fiji because it's clear it's Fiji. It wasn't Washington. It wasn't New Orleans. It wasn't L.A. And it wasn't San Diego. It's clear it was Fiji. It's the only places they've gone this season. So when Xavier's intro video came out five days later on June 12th, I thought that clip was in it, which would then confirm it was him. Some people emailed me yesterday saying they remember it being in there too. And some of you said you don't remember it ever seeing it in there. So I guess we're never going to get a true answer. I did read the comments underneath that intro video on Bachelorette ABC's Instagram account from June 12th. And there are no comments mentioning anyone saying nobody says like, hey, this is clearly Xavier in Fiji or this is giving it away that he makes it to the final three or whatever or something to that effect. Unless, you know, I hadn't looked at it until yesterday, the comments unless ABC deleted any comment that referenced how far Xavier got in the game. So I I guess the bottom line is it doesn't really matter ultimately if that clip appeared in his video package or not. What matters is if it's him who's kissing her. To the naked eye, and again in the season preview last night, they showed that clip again. I think it's him. I'm about 95% sure it's him, 5%. Not sure. I just, it doesn't look like Doton, Doton, and it doesn't look like, and, and it doesn't look like Aaron to me. And it is a black man in the water with her. So it's one of three people, and it doesn't look like the other two. So I'm going to go with Xavier, and Xavier, Doton, and Aaron being your final three. However, um, you know, until it is 100% confirmed, either I, either we get a better picture or I hear through sources, he definitely, you know, I, I'm leaning towards it now, but still no 100% confirmation that, yes, this is what it is. So we'll just take it from there. Um, but that video certainly looks like it's it, it's him. So then the episode begins, and there were definitely a, a few changes here and there, nothing major, but some production changes Uh, on the show, we did not get men's intro videos before Charity arrived at the mansion. We got them as they were arriving. So there's, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven guys got intro videos, which is pretty standard. It's always between about seven and nine people that get them. All four of her final four got intro videos. Three of those 
three of those four Final Four were in the first limo, at least. Well, I shouldn't even say that because they mix. They don't show those in order. But three of the first men, three of the first five men that we saw get out of the limo were Aaron B., Joey, and Xavier. In between them were Josh and Warwick. And Aaron B., Joey, and Xavier, three of her final four were three of the first five out of limo, and they all had videos. We saw Aaron living life in San Diego, uh, told us he likes to play piano. And then we had Joey living in Hawaii. And then we had video of Xavier, which is basically his intro video that's on the Instagram account. And then the other th- four guys that had intro videos were Chris Spell, the black, uh, the back flipper, who we saw him, you know, world record holder for the, uh, you know, the highest standing jump. We have uh, Braden, and we had who else? Oh, Caleb, the wrestler, the WWE wrestler. And then Dotton was last out of the limo, and we see his video. So there have been seasons. I'm sure Bachelor Data has this. In fact, I know she has this somewhere on her Instagram account. But Bachelor Data will I, has it to where there have been some seasons where all people who got to the Final Four ended up getting intro videos. There's been some with only three and some with only two, some with only one. But I know it's out there. I didn't think there was anything too crazy about the limo entrances. I think the craziest thing about limo entrances was the fact that it was raining. I can't remember. This is the 20th season of The Bachelorette. They've had 27 seasons of The Bachelor. I can't remember in 47 seasons it ever raining night one at the mansion. But anyone who's lived in Southern California all year, even though I don't live in Southern California, I'm very well aware because all my close friends live out there that this has been the rainiest season like ever. And they feel like it's been raining ever since 2023 started. But, yeah, I guess there's just been a lot and a lot of rain. We knew Nehemiah was going to be the guest, the surprise guest, the first night because the show gave that away back in, I believe, during Zach's finale, right, on the After the Final Rose when they showed the a clip from the first night. Because, remember, Charity Season started filming before Zach's was done airing. So about eight days before. So they showed us that night and they made us think that somebody from Charity's past was getting out of the car and ended up being her brother. My thing was the hokey hairdo, the wig and the mustache. I mean, it was just I have no problem with Nehemiah being there. That guy's like one cool dude. And just like people thought (laughs) They wanted him to be The Bachelor after Charity's hometown date last season. I'm sure it started up again last night. I wouldn't have an issue with it, I, I but I have no idea about his relationship status. Maybe he has a girlfriend. But my whole thing with Nehemiah being there was I just think they should have done something different or maybe just done a better makeup job, like done a whole like, hey, let's put you in the makeup chair for four hours and really change your look to make it seem like you're not Nehemiah, Charity's brother. But here's a wig and here's a mustache and a hat. I mean, it was just, it was so cheesy. It was so hokey. And I didn't think the, I didn't think it was good. And honestly, and I guess you can blame this on Charity's men. Honestly, they didn't even need to do that because none of the guys said anything. When Nehemiah went back to speak to Charity about her men 
that he eavesdropped on all night, what bad thing did he report? The closest was Braden saying, yeah, he sounded a little cocky and overconfident. Really? That's our villain this year? If anything, Braden just sounded ridiculously giddy all night. <laughs> he didn't even come across as arrogant or cocky to me. Now, maybe it gets worse throughout the season once he has a connection with her, but I'm telling you, this is going to be one of the lightest villains we've ever seen, just based on what we know already. We know he gets a one-on-one in San Diego. It clearly goes well for him, and I'm sure he comes back and he bra- and he talks about it, maybe brags about it. Like, I- I'm sorry. If that constitutes a quote-unquote villain on this show, and look, vi- we know that levels of villainy on this show vary, but on a scale of some of the villains we've ever had on the show, like Chad Johnson being the worst, Braden is about as far down there as you can get. I mean, he just seemed like a kid in a candy store last night. Just super excited he got to make out with a girl. It was almost like high schoolish embarrassing how giddy he was to kiss a girl. Like I didn't look at him as like, oh my God, this guy thinks he's the cat's meow or the cat's pajamas or whatever, whatever phrase you want to use. I, I didn't. And we clearly see in the previews for the season that he is the villain and the guys have an issue with him. Looks like Aaron is the one guy that has the biggest issue with him. But I mean, come on, people. This is this is a very, very light villain compared to what we've seen in the past. He just seems like a guy. And and that's the thing. This show, you get labeled as a quote unquote villain on this show for just being, you know, outspoken in your connection with somebody. He is so tame compared to past ones we've seen, but we know it's coming, and he is he is the guy that's going to be the guy that everyone hates this season. And getting the first impression, Rose, clearly put a target on his back. The other thing the show did that was different is, you know, because it's the 20th season of The Bachelorette, they had all former Bachelorettes leaving video messages Coming back from commercial, we saw Caitlin, we saw Allie, we saw Desiree, we saw JoJo. It's a nice touch. Now, I think it's only being done because it's the 20th Bachelorette season because they would have that written on the screen, but it was different. Everything else, though, outside of the fact that we never saw anybody walking around the pool area or hanging out by the fireplace in the back because it was raining all night. So everything... That Charity had to do when she was talking with guys had to be under some sort of awning or canopy or some sort of covered surface because they didn't want to get poured on all night. So, you know, again, I say this every season. My episode one recap is literally the same thing every season because you can only do so much on night one. You've got your limo entrances. You've got your intro to Charity and what you know what she's all about. Show us a little bit of her journey with Zach. Have her showing up at the mansion. Little talk with Jesse. Let's bring on the guys. 25 to 30 limo entrances. Everybody goes inside. There's a toast. And then it's just a bunch of one-on-one people pulling her aside and talking to her. It's, that's really all you can do. Outside of the Caitlin and Britt Bachelorette season where you had two and the guys had to vote, there's just nothing you can do on that first night to make it really all that interesting unless you have a character that just goes completely haywire and somebody gets pissed drunk or and falls in the pool or jumps in the pool or 
whatever the case may be, it just there's there's not a whole hell of a lot you can do on that first episode. And and again, we saw that last night. It was just once once Charity was inside and gave her speech, it was just a slew of different men pulling her aside and talking to her. We get Joey talking to her, which was a little bit bizarre because they're sitting on the couch and Joey just kept facing forward. It was like Joey was filming a video. <laughs> Somebody had a tripod set up in front of Joey and he's looking straight ahead talking. And Charity is who was left. <laughs> it, was, it was really weird. I didn't understand that. Someone asked Joey what the hell was going on. Um, what was the other thing? Uh, there was James. He had a box from his parents. His mom had written Charity a nice note. Xavier got a kiss. John B. got a kiss. Aaron B. played the piano. He also, out of the limo, flipped a coin, and it landed on heads. What was his thing? Oh, um, if it lands on heads, the heads are going to get engaged. So it landed on heads. And if it landed on tails, he was going to leave. It's like, yeah, really? Okay. <laughs> Not quite. Um, but then when he was inside, he flipped the coin again, and heads was a kiss, and tails was charity had to go play the piano. Oh, what do you know? It landed on heads. Oh, God. Um, I'm guessing that was a two-headed coin. Braden also got a kiss. Like I said, he was very giddy. It was, I mean, it was almost, it was very high schoolish. It was very, oh my God, guys, a girl kissed me. <laughs> I mean, like I said, maybe he's going to become a cocky son of a bitch the rest of the episodes. But last night, he just came across as super excited and just didn't even know how to act because a girl made out with him. I didn't think he came across as cocky at all. But that's nah, just me. I don't know. I didn't I didn't see it. And like I said, the Nehemiah thing, it's like she went and talked he went and talked to her and the only thing he had roughly remotely interesting to report to Charity was that oh, Braden was a little cocky. And like I said, I just re- I read that completely different than Nehemiah did. And it didn't even matter to her. She still gave him a rose. So <laughs> Uh, it basically ended up being this this big you know twist to have Nehemiah on. It just ended up being a whole big bag of nothing because none of the guys acted up, and I guess that's good for charity. But I'm guessing this show was expecting more guys to say shit and more guys to get under Nehemiah's skin, and Nehemiah would have a lot more negativity to report to his sister, and they just didn't do it. They didn't give him the uh, ammunition for it. I think um, I think the before the show started, I should have started with this because Claim to Fame 2 is now opening for The Bachelorette. Yes, The Bachelorette outside of uh, Central Time Zone is on from 9 to 11 for Eastern Mountain and Pacific. It's going to be that way all season. I saw people tweeting last night, why isn't The Bachelorette on? Anyway, so I just turned the TV on at 7.59, and I'm catching the end of Claim to Fame 2. And holy shit, some woman is absolutely losing her marbles, screaming at the top of her lungs that she got eliminated. Now, at the time when I turned it on, having not watched any of the episode, I had no idea who it was. 
But then when I tweeted it out, what I had just seen, I'm like, man, I got to get on board with this. I might need to start watching Claim to Fame 2. A lot of you tweeted at me and said that was Tom Hanks's niece. Okay. Um, I might need to go back and watch that and then go back and and then going forward, maybe start tuning in at 7 o'clock uh, Central Time to watch Claim to Fame 2. The season preview. Now, I did not sit down with a fine-tooth comb or my pause button and go through it yet last night. So I don't know if there was anything in there that gave away who her third one-on-one was in New Orleans. I don't think so, just on first glance, but I could be wrong. I didn't stop every single thing. So we still don't know that yet, but just know there was a third one-on-one in New Orleans outside of Joey and uh, Dotton in the 10K race. But it is Xavier or Aaron B. Just know that. I, so that was pretty much, I mean, that was pretty much your first night. There wasn't anything else that really went on. The biggest thing being, you know, when they showed the season preview again, as is always the case, if you go back and you YouTube every single season preview, the one that they show at the end of the first episode of every Bachelor and Bachelorette season, it's the same exact format. The first minute, those usually are about three and a half minutes. The first minute or minute and a half is all the positive stuff and guys saying how much they're into the lead or women saying how much they're into the lead. And then in the middle portion of the video, it shows the conflict in the house and what the issues are and all these, you know, one liners and quick Frankenbites about this guy or this girl's pissing everyone off, whatever the case may be. And then the last 45 seconds to a minute is shots of the final location and happiness and words of affirmation. And it's just, it's the same thing every season last night. Now, sometimes they wait to show us final rose ceremony day last night. They wasted no time. They literally show charity standing on the podium saying I'm about to meet. I'm about to, I don't think she says get engaged, but she literally, she clearly says, this is the love of my life. Now, then they follow it up with her saying, how can you say goodbye to someone that you love? But that I'm telling you, just like I told you yesterday, there are three guys that get overnight dates and there are two guys that meet her parents and get last dates. Two guys get to the final rose ceremony. She dumps one and chooses another and she's engaged. I just don't know the names yet. I need to fill those in. Obviously, that's the most important part. But man, they gave away so much last night on that final rose ceremony. They're even showing you like that. No, there's nothing crazy that happens at the end. Yes, she falls in love with more than one guy. But as we know, it's happened before on the show. So there's nothing new about that. There's nothing like scandalous about what charity does. It's very normal to have strong feelings for two men or two women at the end of these shows. But you choose one, you move on. And the other one, yeah, they might be hurt. And we just have to see the wording that she used that she used at the time and how she told somebody no at the end and let them go. But, you know, I mean, look, a lot of people are, you know, love to gauge, you know, what people say on Instagram. And, you know, Aaron Bryant last night 
posting a bunch of stuff on Instagram of people, you know, reposting stuff of people saying, you know, way to go, Aaron. Can't wait to watch you this season, all this stuff. He even posts on his Instagram feed. His first post there is a picture of him meeting Charity in the driveway. My journey to find love starts tonight on ABC. You know, here's a guy that I know and we know does not win. And yet he's telling people, you know, stay tuned for my journey to find love. He also, on his Instagram story, the very first one yesterday was a clip of one of the 15-second season previews. And the first clip is him kissing Charity on his one-on-one date next week. And he literally writes underneath that picture of him kissing her in the convertible with the Hollywood sign in the background, the love story unfolds tonight. And this guy doesn't win. So that's why you can't read into what these people say. Everyone's going to read into what Joey says on his Instagram stories and his feed. Everyone's going to read into what Dotton writes on his Instagram story and his feed. Everyone's going to read into what Xavier writes on his. You're not going to find any answer that way because whoever you want to win between Joey, Xavier, and Dotton, it's very easy. As long as you have your own narrative of who you want to win, you can easily make a case for Joey or Dotton or Xavier. But you know what? Only one of those is right. She's not engaged to all three. So that's what I mean when I say there's no point to read into what they say because all of them have been complimentary. Joey's been complimentary. Xavier's been complimentary. Dotton's been complimentary. They're posting stuff. They're talking about the season. That's not going to give away who she picked. They're not dumb. Now, I mean, maybe we'll have a situation like a, a Caitlin or an Ari and Becca, you know, blowing their season and giving it away. But just based on posts, no. You can't, you're not going to get anything that way. So, I mean, I just read you what Aaron wrote. Watch the love story unfold this season for a guy that does not win. So if he's writing that and you didn't know that Aaron didn't win, you could easily say, wow, Aaron's really excited about this season. Look what he just wrote. He's telling everybody to turn in to see if a love story unfolds. Maybe it's Aaron that wins. You know, that's what people would say who didn't already know that he doesn't win. So. That's what I'm saying. It's just there's it's pointless to read into that stuff, but I know there are people out there that have nothing better to do, and that's what they're going to do for the rest of the season until I give the spoiler. So there you go. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please subscribe in Apple Podcasts. That's the best thing you can do for this podcast. And also, please rate and review. And I'm going to have some news tomorrow, uh, hopefully, on the podcast guest I'm recording with today. Keep your fingers crossed. And um, I definitely think it's happening, but you never know. Something crazy. I've, I've thought this before, but something crazy could possibly happen. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See you.